Welcome into Pater Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. This is Will Dundon here with Nick Trushel and Seth Coggin. We got a full house here for the first yeah. time in a couple of weeks. Glad to have everyone next. Um, guys, let's let's kick it off. A few days ago, the Warriors do it again. What is it? Fourth title in yeah. eight years. So Steph has uh, tied LeBron um, with the number of championships. Obviously, not and not the same number of appearances because one of the, the Warriors are four for five, right? Their only loss coming to Cleveland yeah, uh, in 2016. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, the, to get to the win, 73 win and nine team, too. Yeah. That team goes down. If they win that year, they truly are, like, worlds beyond the greatest dynasty of all time. Probably. Like, LeBron blocked the greatest team in the history of the NBA. Blocked by James. That's one of the greatest, like, moments in all of NBA history, oh, for sure. Yeah. Unreal. I saw, like, that block, montage. Ooh. Yeah, I saw a montage the other day of that whole like LeBron the three being down three one and it was all LeBron. Yeah, when he's got his headphones and sunglasses on that one. And he goes (laughs) forty. He goes forty plus three straight games or at least two. Like he just goes just numbers you don't see out of it. Look at us. Look at us, bro. We took a Warriors championship and not even thirty seconds later, we're just talking about the Cavs. First, hold on. (laughs) Let's give a little. Let's give a little flowers to the Warriors. In incredible. This was one of the more impressive ones. I think this was. This was. But I will say, honestly, in all honesty, this was like it felt to me in a way like the dying out of like that era of Warriors. The Warriors were probably still going to be elite. And I think Steph has some few years, but like like Draymond's on the very backside. Like Definitely. He's not going to be a huge factor for the Warriors. Very Like even like Clay is still Clay strong is and he's a great too. shooter, but he is not like prime clay Thompson. Um, so Steph's really the only one that truly is holding up at like the elite level. So, and I mean, it's crazy that they had, they had the worst record in the league two years ago, which is just wild, yeah, wild, wild to me um, that they were just that far down and to come all the way back. It's, it's incredible. And it cements them as just one of the m- more legendary teams of all time. Steve Kerr, a legend, uh, Steph Curry getting four in his first finals MVP shout out. Um, and that's kind of uh it was weird. I've been hearing a lot of people like, oh, it's time to finally give Steph his flowers. Like Stephen Curry, one of the greats of all time. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like people were always already kind of like on that train. Like he he did some in himself even more, but he really was already one of yeah. the greatest players of all time. And best shooter of all time. All right. That's yeah. kind of the separation from like a Steph. You mentioned him having the and this is kind of our crossover, I guess, to probably into the Cavs, but like you mentioned him getting on the level of LeBron. And yes, that is true in number of rings. Um, but I but think everything that's kind of else what separates is. him being one of the greatest of all time. Like Steph Curry is an evolutionary player. He truly did change the game. Like he changed the the true thematics of and the basketball in general. Not even just the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is incredible. And like that's a huge testament on his own right. Um, I mean, a, a superstar a true superstar, but it doesn't quite like feel the same as a true LeBron or a, or a Jordan. Like he's not, not, I'm not, I don't know what he would have to do to be on that level. If I don't think he could take it to that level. Cause it doesn't feel like he alone, like he is the reason the warriors have won four championships. Like LeBron is the reason LeBron has four championships. Yeah. Steph Curry is a huge part of that. Like the biggest part. But he's not the sole reason, you know, 
<laughs> they've won. If you look they've at his fourth quarter. quarter stats, uh, and even in these finals, when his team has been down in the fourth quarter, just perennially every year, uh, he has not performed well. So it, it, he's relied on a lot of other guys to hit those big clutch shots. And that's not taking anything away from Steph. Obviously, uh, his team isn't down very often. So it, it's a, a limited kind of, um, sample that you're looking at but and I think also defensively uh how much better LeBron and Michael Jordan were than Steph Curry I mean that puts them in a league of their own because on both sides of the ball they were absolutely incredible and the best on their team both offensively and defensively so I think that's a, well, a big you, piece what you don't see a you don't see Steph in game five on the road goes over for three yeah like oh of oh of nine I, I believe if yep. my stats are correct and his team still wins a road game in the finals. Like Steph Curry went 0 of 9 from 3, and his team was good enough that they still went on the road and won an NBA game in the finals. Like that's just that crazy. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. If doesn't LeBron happen goes LeBron. 0 for 9 from 3 or essentially scores like, well, you saw it when, when it happened even in Miami with the big three. You know, he had that terrible series against Dallas, and they lost. And, like, he took a brunt of the blame, as he should have. But, like, if he, play, if he goes 0 of 9 from 3 – <laughs> the Cavs don't win. <laughs> like he's got to score forty-one. He uh, had and ten and nine. Score Forty-four. They weren't going to win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had he had to do the most, and he did. But that's the funny thing about Kyrie too is like people regarded Kyrie as having a ring, and it's like, dude, what has Kyrie done outside of his years, like with LeBron? I mean, yeah, he's been a good player, but like he has not done. I mean, anything. His, his best years statistically have come on the Nets, and it's not even close. Yeah. Um, I was looking at his stats and scoring and assist wise, shooting percentage wise, everything has been the the best on the nets. So I think, yeah, without LeBron and that's why he, he left too, is to get away from LeBron kind of, I think it was just, he wanted to be the guy. It seemed like in Boston that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and then now he's not the guy again, playing next to Kevin Durant. I I'd yeah. certainly say KD is better than uh, Kyrie. So Kind of interesting. You know, I did. You mentioned you mentioned KD, and that makes me think of you know people were mentioning Steph. Like th- this was still a huge ring for Steph. I mean, yeah, we talk about the Warriors and everything, but bro, Steph didn't need KD to come to the Warriors. Yeah. You know, like no, he, that, he, he won one that, before, he before, won one after. Yeah, so that it's is sick. Like, Winning one before and after is is tight. And he yeah. gets his Finals MVP too, which was kind I, of I the think it even salts shit that KD's he was legacy a little bit. I would have given MVP more. to Wiggins. That's what a lot of people were saying, that he basically did the same thing as Andre Iguodala did yeah, in yeah. that 2015 um, and probably more offensively than Andre Iguodala did. Uh, but he he yeah. absolutely locked down Jason Tatum when it came to it, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. His yeah. I was looking at his stats and they crumbled in the second half of the games going all the way down to like. 30%, 29% field goal shooting. Um, and that's all Wiggins guarding him. So I think Wiggins has become and kind of blossomed into a better defender than uh, anybody ever expected. Yeah. Well, and you got to credit the Warriors too, because they have really built this team, obviously. And when they've needed Through to the move draft, pieces yeah. around, you know, bringing in Wiggins and stuff, but then getting young guys like Poole that have been there for a while now, I guess. Um, well, actually, yeah, he, he played in the G League. Uh, yeah, I he played say, in the G League for a while, I remember. Yeah. And now he's one of the guys. He's one it was of the like young 2018 bucks or 2019. So he's been there for a few yeah. years, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, Warriors are all, they've been a good yeah. example of like how to share success. You know, like, the, no, even Steph is not like too spotlight hoarding or like 
too commanding of like, no, this is my team. It is always been like the Warriors. Like it was always mm-hmm. the whole the, them as a team. Um, and Steph was the most dangerous part of that team, but th- they have shown a good example of how to have a lot of success um, and also kind of share that spotlight and share all the glory and, and that kind of comes with that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Why don't we talk a little U.S. Open, Will? Uh, Why don't you kick us off here? Yeah, man, so really, I'm just going to break down kind of what happened towards the end. I mean, great U.S. Open, pretty close. Had a lot of top guys in the mix, but again, you had some young guns really pulling away there at the end. Obviously, uh, Zalatoris and Fitzpatrick are the guys that came down to. And, man, hole 18, that's what, man, I will say these majors have been awesome coming down to the 18th hole and, you know, possible playoffs going on. 18th hole. Uh, I forget who teed off first. I want to say Fitzpatrick did, but I'm not positive. I guess I guess he would have had to. Have. Anyway, Fitzpatrick tees off into the bunker. Zalatoris stripes one. So you're thinking, okay, doors open. Zalatoris is down one. He can get one close or something. Yeah. Dude, Fitzpatrick just makes – I mean, that's the kind of play you have to make if you want to win a major. And he yeah. just catches all ball out of the bunker. It sticks it on the green. Zalatoris puts it up there a little – a little closer around, you know, around the same area. Fitzpatrick misses his putt, opens the door for Zalatoris. And I'm starting to feel for Zalatoris a little bit because <laughs> this is his third, yeah. second place in a major. And this one was different because he he did make some putts this weekend. Like, he they, they both were, honestly. But that last one, especially on 18 that he missed, Trucial, I mentioned it to you before the podcast mm-hmm. – it wasn't like a choke putt. Like, that was a great putt, and I think he thought it was going in. I thought it was going in. Damn. It was just – that's what it came down to. It was just a hard yeah. putt, and he just missed it. So, I think that Zalatoris is going to win a major here pretty soon, as long as he – like, it's not I mean, like he's – The way he's been playing has been incredible, yeah. so. I just don't think he's – he might start getting kind of like some speed comparisons. Maybe his head game's not there, but I don't think that's the issue. Like, I think his putter was off in the PGA Championship – uh, I think he worked on that, or at least it was on this this time around, and it was just a tough putt. Like maybe he's going to come out and win one of these by four or five strokes. I don't know. I just definitely see him winning one uh, in the next year. I'll say in the next year, like over the next four majors, I guess. Yeah, uh, he's definitely around. hitting his stride for sure, um, and uh, really on top of his game. And uh, we know with golf, it's a small window. Uh, not too many guys can go on a run like Tiger did and have 15 years of dominance. Nobody will ever do that again, what uh, what Tiger did and the, the Tiger slam. Um, so I think Zalatoris is right in his peak right now, right in his prime. And uh, like you said, Will, I definitely feel a, a major's coming his way soon. He's just playing too well not to win one. How old is he, by the way? Is he even? Uh, he's like, I feel like just he's twenty five, maybe. I I feel like he's around okay. our age. Uh, yeah. Don't hold me to that. I can look it up here. Yeah, twenty five. Nailed it. Um, okay. So yeah, Zalatoris uh, is right around our age. So that's pretty insane to to imagine myself going out there and playing for all these majors. Uh, I certainly couldn't do it. So hats off to Zalatoris well, for what he's doing right now. It's cool too because you look at these young guys and you're like, well. I mean, they got 20 good years left in them still. Like, we got got guys, even, like, people talk about Tiger winning and stuff, but even guys, I mean, Phil won a major, like, not that long ago. Yeah, 50. He was the the oldest guy ever, right? Or the, no, not the oldest guy ever, but the longest, the biggest distance in between uh, major wins, something like that, or uh, first major and last major. Some kind of stat like that. Pretty incredible. So, nothing crazy, but, I mean, I am 
Dude, I love – I'm pumped for the British Open. The British Open is one of my favorite sporting events just because you can wake up at, like, 2 a.m. or whenever it is. I guess it's three, more like 3 or 4 a.m., flip it on, and guys are teeing off already. Get it up early, electric. get a nice – get a hot coffee in the morning at 4 a.m. and just watch some golf. Man, that's – Dude, I'll so, do it, too. Just watch Thursday round one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'll be doing morning. it. I'll be up ready to just go. up with the coffee. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be uh, gearing up to get off work there, Will. You're kind of winding well, your yeah, day down true. at 4 a.m. Uh, oh, that reminds <laughs> me. I meant, to, I meant to mention this. So, I tweeted out uh, last week, I guess. I was in my – you know, it's, it's kind of we're, – we're talking about it. We're in the lull of sports, kind of. Yeah. And I tweeted mm-hmm. out about being up at 3 a.m., watching 2009 <laughs> nebraska football highlights and it kind of popped off a little like i guess husker twitter really husker you know, twitter really bit, into bit into it yeah well yeah it got like 70 or 80 likes or something i was like oh cool and then i started getting you know comments you know some of it's just like yeah go big red or something or some of them are man i know the feeling and then i have one guy <laughs> i have this like soundcloud rapper Uh-oh. like random guy respond to me and go this ain't it bro get a life and i wanted to be like dude like what are you doing at 3 a.m.? Like, okay, like I'm up late watching YouTube. Is that that crazy? Like, and obviously we've yeah, all been there before. Huh? We, I'm saying we've all been there before. I've stayed up until three or four watching stupid highlights. I know. Yeah. Well, I was just like, it's not like I'm, it's Friday night and I'm not doing, I was like, this is like a Tuesday at 3 a.m. Like I'm going to, and I'm watching YouTube. Is that that wild to imagine? <laughs> I guess so. Not Pissing off SoundCloud rappers. It was pretty funny, too, because the real Husker fans were like, bro, not a lot of offensive highlights that year. And I was like, yeah, dude, there's not. <laughs> like, There's a game. We beat Oklahoma that year 10 to 3. And literally Good there's Lord. one offensive highlight the whole time, and it's the touchdown. Like the rest is just Indomitian Sue, like chasing around Landry Jones pretty much. Those are good highlights to watch, though. Yeah. Watching oh, yeah. Indomitian I mean, Sue at Nebraska is just – that is an ultimate highlight reel. Hey, Hogs just surrendered a home run. So, oh no, Ole Miss up four to one. The Rebs second oh. inning though. Long, it's still early. A lot of baseball left, man. And Arkansas doesn't have a loss, do they? This isn't it for them if they lose. No, not an elimination game. This is to go to like the two and zero. Oh, so yeah. you have to get beat twice to. So this is a, a definitely a big win. It'd be nice. Yeah, to, it's a to huge game. It's, yeah, it's a huge game, but not. Not an elimination, but very big. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, every single one of those games uh, is pretty big. Yeah, um, they just get – they're just big at this point. There's only six teams left, so, I mean, and two of those teams have a loss already. No, three of them do, so we're the only two one and no teams. So, anyway, gets gets a little heavy there pretty quick once you get yeah. to Omaha. Like, Stanford, number two seed, I mean, they go 0-2. 0-2. Yeah, yeah, Auburn gone. Uh, gets their first win in uh, Omaha since 1997. So, uh, big uh, big congratulations to Auburn there. Um, you guys want to talk uh, about that tweet that I sent out, Big Game Boomer? Uh, if you're if you're a pay dirt uh, listener, you certainly are familiar with Big Game Boomer. We talk about uh, his tweets a lot. I mean, he's constantly putting out stuff and putting out content. Um, but I think this might be the move. Fifty college football teams entering the 2022 season. Yeah, we need to go. We need to go, Pater Boomer. Pater like Boomer, start We'd, putting out yeah. rankings as much as possible. Just ranking yeah. everything. Should we just I mean, start challenging his rankings? I think just that would come, be the doing the opposite. Way. Yeah, just yeah, basically no, like just fa- fading Boomer, fading Boomer. 
Yeah, just like take all of his. Then we don't really have to do any work. We can just be like, oh, thanks for coming up with that idea. Like, here's our opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah, but, we should do that. Um, yeah, truthfully, you were you were pretty upset with the list. I don't I, I was, haven't gotten to look at it a whole lot, but you you so tell me I, what you're I like uh, I like where Tennessee is for sure. Number 14. Um, I, I don't know if that's very truthful, but I feel like big game boomer knows how to play into the fan bases. Um, and he knows Tennessee, the vault Twitter is unmatched. Um, and that's a little bit of a biased opinion, but vault Twitter is absolutely insane. So he's always, um, up on us, but to me, having it, it only took four teams on the list going down to number four for me to get upset. Um, <laughs> NC State at number four ahead of Georgia, Arkansas, Baylor, Oregon, Clemson. There's absolutely no chance. What Maybe he knows, is- man. Maybe he in- knows. Like NC State is catching a lot of love. They a are. lot of love. They're from- getting a lot of preseason love. And I don't. I, I don't mean, see pre- it. They're pretty good. I don't. Well, yeah, I, I don't. mean, they're consistently kind of winning between seven and nine games. They go, they go to a bowl game every year. Uh, Dave Doran is their coach, right? Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't, I, I don't get the love on NC State quite yet. Uh, but I hey, would be pretty like comfortable saying that they won't win the ACC. Yeah, like I would take the it, field. For this sure basically has NCAA. them making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I well, would, so here's the thing too. Like, I like how he labeled it because he said, what do he say, top 50 or like top 50 best teams? Yeah. So, you know, best teams entering the 2022 season. Right. So it's not like he's putting out his projected rankings or anything because, you know, this could be very different and it could be like his list could still be accurate at the end of the year, even if the rankings don't match up, you know, because you could have uh, like Arkansas could be a nine and three team in the SEC but still be like a top 10 team, just not ranked there. You know, does that make sense? Like, so I kind of like how he at least labeled it like that. Um, I mean, mean, no Nebraska on this list and you've got UT San Antonio, uh, San Diego, Virginia, Boston college, Marshall. Are you kidding me? Boomer. I mean, you talk about engaging with the fan bases. That's why Boomer has the biggest love hate relationship with Nebraska. Whenever it benefits him, he always like, talks about the legendary program that nebraska has but then whenever it's time to really take a jab at the huskers he loves to because you know he's got kansas state there at 28 with adrian martinez as quarterback so i guess he's really going to change that program which i do think he'll do pretty well but i don't think they're that good Nah, the huskers are going to be way better than wherever adrian martinez is playing quarterback at next year i have to i have to imagine and so, so. I just Kentucky automatically at puts... number 24. I hate the Kentucky love going on this year because I feel like there's a lot of hype. They were I, I was looking at the the odds to win the uh national championship, and Kentucky was at like plus five thousand at like number eighteen or something like that. They're they're higher than a lot of teams that I think have a better shot. I don't know. Well, this list and, doesn't make sense to me. Me and Seth touched on this at the end of the episode last week, or at least I did. All this love for Will Levis. And the stat I saw, um, seven out of eight SEC games, he threw for less than 200 yards. And, you know, Kentucky fans are saying, well, you know, it's a run-heavy offense, all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, it's 2022. Like, you got to pass the ball. We're, well, and I'm just saying, even if you run a lot, like you can – it's not insane to throw for over 200 yards a couple times, you know? Yeah. And he lost Wandale Robinson. is probably his best player on offense, so – 
in his one know. game with like 400 yards and five touchdowns came against Tennessee. That literally was yeah. just a, uh, I mean, bomb, 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 bomb back and forth by those teams. And that, that kind of just felt like the way the game was going. So yeah, I'm not big on Levis at all. I, I don't get the big hype uh, going on. I'd take Hendon Hooker any day of the week over Will Levis. Dude, also the fact it looks like he's got Oklahoma. Yeah, Fresno Oklahoma State. and USC at 20. I mean, I, I guess. Hey, they had the greatest practice in the history of yeah, uh, like, the history of all time. Y'all I mean, remember, you don't remember that tweet? Go ahead. Was, yeah, no, sorry. Just mentioning on USC. It was the funniest tweet I've ever seen in my life. It was like Colin Cowherd or something yeah. said the quote, the quote from someone near like an anonymous quote, an anonymous quote said it was the greatest college practice he's ever seen. <laughs> like what? That's just total made up propaganda to yeah. just like make people excited about Lincoln Riley. Colin Cowherd probably made that up himself. He's I mean, yeah, he's a big USC exactly. homer. Like he certainly came up with that quote himself. No, he definitely like, <laughs> made it up. He didn't even go watch the practice. Some are telling me it was the greatest college practice. <laughs> you know, some are telling me. You know what? I'm going to tell you it wasn't. You know, yeah. <laughs> some are also saying it was terrible. Did USC? I mean, I'm excited. I tell you what, polarizing. There's that word again. That's what USC is going to be this year. I mean, people are going to watch him because yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do. I, I mean, obviously they have a bunch of skill players coming in. I think the trenches are a question mark, so we'll see how that plays into and it. But Slovis went to Pitt, didn't he transfer to Pitt? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean they're well, they have I, Caleb Williams. Yeah. Oh, that's you're right. You're right. They transferred from Oklahoma. Like I forgot about that. So yeah. I mean, so he's, they have the skill for sure. They definitely have it. But and they got a uh, that Pitt receiver who's like the number one receiver in the country. What was yeah. his name? Yeah. Uh, God, it's it's slipping me. But they also lost uh, Brew McCoy to to Tennessee. So hey, they had yeah, they had some guys come in, but they had some guys leave too. So it's a uh, it's an open door there. Guys are coming in, guys are leaving. A lot of question marks. You think Georgia has a uh, like a letdown year after yes. Natty? Yeah, natty hangover. Uh, natty yeah. hang- Georgia's definitely like Georgia's definitely a school that would have a Natty. Hangover. They're gonna they're gonna win like probably eight, for the next like thirty five years. To be quite honest, like eight or nine. Trucial? Yeah. Eight that's or nine what I'm, wins? I'm, I'm thinking I Georgia. I could see him winning eight, eight, nine games. I could definitely see him winning yeah. nine games. Dude, you could drop three in the ball. SEC Certainly. easy. Well, they got to play so the a balls, lot of good teams. Yeah. I mean, eight, the, if, if Georgia went eight and four, though, that would that would shock me. That would be pretty games. surprising. Eight and four hey, would be surprising. But I'm not. I mean, I would good value it. there. If uh, you're looking at win totals, you hit number eight. I'm sure that's like plus four. What is eight? What's seriously? Let's just do some quick over unders for look up some teams. Well, and look, win Georgia totals plays. Georgia plays Oregon game one too. Is Oregon is Oregon good? I mean, they could drop it. They could easily they could drop lose it. That game. game one. Yeah, yeah it's game no, that's, one. Anything could happen. So here's the current win total projections for 2022 from DraftKings for the SEC. So Alabama over under 10 and a half, Arkansas seven and a half, Auburn over. six and a half, Florida under. seven, Georgia ten and, a, 10 and a half. Here, yeah, slow, slow down, Trucial. Let's under. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, here. <laughs> what, why don't we go back to so Alabama 10 and a half? I'll restart here. Give a yeah, quick, go, uh, quick go snip. Over. Uh, over. They're going to lose one to the Hogs. Eleven and one, one that's loss. Really, to the no, but down. honestly, that's the I'm one. I would ten see wins. Them ten wins. You think they're they losing got... to the Hogs and the Vols? Yes, sir. They're coming down <laughs> to Neyland. They are coming up to Neyland. So that's uh, hey. I'd I, say I'll I say they split the them here. Split them. They're yeah. losing one of those games, though. 
Yeah, sure. All right, One sweet. of them. I'll agree. I'll agree with that. Tennessee, Arkansas, bros. seven and a half. Over, dude. Over for sure. <laughs> I would say over. Yeah, seven and a half. I see it, nine wins. I could see nine wins for the Hogs, dude. I sure. might sprinkle some on the Hogs. Seven and a half, dude. We got over right. seven and a half is plus money too. Plus one twenty-five. Yeah. So un- the under is uh, you got some juice on the under at minus one forty-five. I would be I would be shocked if the Hogs went seven and five. I would. Yeah, I'd be hurt. Uh, like, I would be don't go for sure. If the Hogs don't get eight wins, I would be shocked. Oh, it'd be a huge step back with the number one returning rushing offense and KJ. You don't KJ, get yeah. you don't get quarterbacks like KJ returning very often. You know, I'm not saying he's like the greatest quarterback of all time, but just like his experience and his domination, yeah. he can. T- he's a he's a takeover quarterback. If that may like, he can take over a game. Um, and so to have him back, number one rushing offense last year, returning four out of five starting O linemen and our top three backs and our and our rushing quarterback. Like we're gonna be putting, we're gonna do what Sam Pittman does best. We're gonna just absolutely torture people just right at their gut. We are gonna go right to the heart of everything. Play old school a little bit with new school. You know, Kendall Bryle still bringing that new school, uh, new school offense. So. Uh, yeah, definitely hit that over for sure. If we if we hit that under, I would be. I'll hey, be, plus one twenty five. You can get some good value there. All right, for the pay dirt listeners, let's make some money. Yeah, I love hey, it. pay dirt collective. This could, we need to decide on a few that we agree that our win total, like our yeah, few, we each uh, throw in twenty bucks or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What's a parlay on a hogs over Georgia under and uh balls over and Huskers Big Ten West championship gonna make us uh, that would be a money. lot of money. Yeah, actually, no, I think the Huskers are actually <coughs> I think they're actually might be betting favorites on the West. Seriously. That's unreal. That's awesome. It's because they've been listening to Pater Sports, man. Yeah, they know the they know it's coming. Hey, the hogs just got two runs back. Just there we go, go like baby. Thing, man. Yeah, right, right back, back in, in it. it. Right back in it. I love to hear that. All right, Jason, um, where are we at? So now going down to Auburn, um, six and a half. Under, bro, under. Yeah. under Brian Harson, he throw no. it in the parlay. Throw no. it in the parlay. <laughs> yeah. Throw it in the mix. Yeah, I, I, I like this little uh, pay dirt collective parlay. Dude, Auburn, Auburn's going to crash and burn this year. Like, I could see a four win, four and eight, uh, four and eight. Just you can go four and they eight pretty get, easy in the SEC. They yeah. got a quarterback. Didn't, who? What quarterback did they get? Didn't they get a transfer? Um, let's not, a, see. not nothing special. Nothing crazy, I don't think. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, uh, TJ Finley. Oh, Zach Calzada. Zach Calzada. Zach yeah, Calzada from A uh, and M. Oh, A and M. Good. Thank. If he's their starting quarterback, <laughs> they're screwed. They're screwed. <laughs> You actually yeah. can like we we talk so much about football, but then like it really does come down to like who has the better quarterback so many times. It's yeah, like, now which quarterback I mean, is? We talk dude. about it kind of more in the pros, but like even like I feel like even more so in college. Besides the elite of the elite, like no matter who you put on Bama, he's probably all, he's gonna be good because he's at Bama, but like he's probably gonna succeed because he has a great team around him. But there's so many teams that like are separated by so little that like the good quarterback elevates the same level team like another quarterback just can't do that same thing so um, well at least i was gonna lean towards too. yeah because i mean yeah. you have guys like stetson bennett who some still don't even think is the best quarterback on his team but obviously Which, wins a natty yeah, yeah it's the offense all right yeah. sorry go ahead go on then we Auburn have under. florida at seven um 
Ooh, I could see them hitting that number. I that's, could see. I could see that. Seven and five seems about like what I would expect. Yeah. You know what? I think I, I like bet under though. Too. I think I would go under. I think I could. I think Dan Mullen. I think Dan Mullen left a pretty bad situation there. If I'm going to be honest, like, I don't think he left it schedule, healthy, dude. Yeah, I would have I mean, to look at the, the schedule. Yeah, the Florida East is, is such a question mark. Is good. Like you can probably mark down like Vandy, but I mean, you're gonna mark down South Carolina as a win for Florida. Yeah, exactly. Maybe no. not. Kentucky, no way. No, the Vols. No, Georgia. Uh, yeah, like, none no, of those are guarantees. No. Yeah, they play all. LSU on the. I mean, I think they still play LSU as a crossover. Um, You've yeah. got some East teams that could easily be in that five to seven win margin, like easily. Like it's gonna mm-hmm. be one of those two, you know. No, agreed on that. Yeah, you can't mark any of those uh, games as an automatic win for Florida. So over is the favorite um, at minus 130. So really, uh, the public is on Florida, I guess. Hmm. Um, moving on to the next one, Georgia, 10 and a half. We, we already did discuss this under. Dude, I'd go so under on that, honestly. No, 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 but here, look at this schedule. Georgia's schedule, like I know we just talked about the East is pretty. Like- they could be eight and no. Going into A and M, let's look at their so, schedule. Yeah, yeah, it goes Oregon, Samford, South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vandy, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Georgia Tech. They're better than every single team on that schedule. Yeah, they kind of are. I could see them. I could honestly see either Kentucky or Mississippi State knocking them off or something like that. Like I'm saying it if yeah. we're predicting a true natty hangover, that means they do lose some bad games. Some bad yeah. games. They lose to teams that they're not supposed to beat or they're not supposed to lose to for sure. Yeah, I could see them screwing up against Kentucky and Tennessee and Yeah, Tennessee uh, is gonna be tough. I mean, give it to yeah. give a little credit to the Vols. Like that's not a walkover game. Mm-mm. Um that Florida, Mississippi State, Kentucky. Just saw an AM, and I mean, AM should be pretty stout. So that's five. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm just going under. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it's a good number. I mean, it's a good one to go under on high number. And then coming up next year, we have Kentucky, the team that everybody is on is sitting at seven and a half wins. Um, I was going to say, if they're at eight, I'll definitely go under. But I feel like they could a get a good number. They've probably hit eight wins in what four out of the last five seasons. I'll go over. Stoops. I'm going over on Kentucky, but I have them at eight and four, I think. Like I do, they hit the over, but like that's it. Like they're not going. They're not going. They might uh, see. We also we also gotta take into account this takes into account bowl games, does it not? No. It doesn't? No. I don't think so. I think it's just regular season win totals. Get more wins. Um yeah, okay. Yep. I'm reading into the fine print here, and these are just regular season uh win totals. Yeah, see, so. I'm gonna say Kentucky starts off four and oh. They play Miami of Ohio, Florida, yeah. Youngstown State, Northern it's Illinois. Kentucky that's going into to play uh AM after eight games, right? I think I was confusing them oh, okay. and uh Georgia. Um so I was looking at their schedule and it's pretty easy too. I see I was gonna say I see like seven pretty probable wins for Kentucky. That's schedule. what Kentucky does. Like they have a pretty weak schedule. You know, they win the games they're kind of should win, which is a fair amount of them. And then they might overachieve in one or two games. And then it's like, well, now they're, uh, you know, they had an eight win season and you don't even really remember anything that they did. And uh, I don't know. I can see that again. Eight and four, eight and four. And like, yeah, it's a good season for Kentucky football. So, yeah, it's going to keep stoops around. That's for sure. 
That's all oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's if like you're a Kentucky fan, God. he's got like a lifetime yeah. contract, essentially. I feel like, I mean, as long, I mean, not lifetime, but as long as he doesn't just absolutely crash and burn and win three games, I, I think they're going to keep Stoops around. He could win three time. games once and still keep yeah. around. They keep he him just around. Just can't yeah. win three games twice. Twice, yeah, that would be bad. That or would be two really out of three bad. years or something. You know, you can't can't get that low. All right, who's next? LSU over under set at seven wins. I don't know. Um, I'm just not that big on Brian Kelly, but and playing in the West is tough, man. I I I think seven is a good number. It, like I you're still like gonna have push. a lot of talent. I bet uh, I bet he goes, ooh, eight and four would be really impressive to me. I don't think Brian Kelly's gonna be a good fit in LSU like at all. No, but they are but they were bad. They weren't very good last year. I'm mm-hmm. going under too. Six, it is a different six piece and six. that he's walking into there. Six and six. I mean, maybe seven and five. I mean, if I had to, like, I'd probably do a pusher below, but like, I don't think they're getting to eight wins. Don't I think he's going, like I think he's going seven and five. I think it's going to hit that number. We're not putting that one on the parlay. Yeah, we're keeping no, that one off. Definitely not. And moving into some of the crappier teams here, um, Mississippi State sitting at six and a half. Over. Yeah, actually, you think you think State, Leech is uh, winning? Leech is winning Leech is at least going, seven games. I was going to say sure. Leech is going seven and five. I could see he it. Might go. I could see him going eight and four, dude. They were pretty good last year. That quarterback's decent, you know. Well, I mean, and they annoy the crap system. out of everyone. Like yeah. that offense, just throwing it sixty times in a game. Like year three, year three offense, of Leech baby. probably is like the peak because then he'll start just getting kind of old and like you know. He's been around – or this may even be your – I don't know. This may be your four under Leach, to be quite honest. Um, I think they go – I'm going over. Going over? Okay. That is the betting favorite at minus 130. So, uh, the public is on Mississippi State. Mississippi um, State 7-5 and five just sounds right. Yeah. I can see that exactly. happening. But uh, next we have Missouri sitting at five and a half. Um, I mean <sighs> – is it, I feel like six wins could be attainable, but I could also see them going. They could definitely eight. squeak to six. I'm going over. They're going to go six and six, and it's they're going to hit the over on that. But they're going to have just a very mediocre season. That I'm going to very forgettable. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say they go five and seven. <laughs> so yeah, uh, like this under is not is the uh, minus money. So that's uh, what the public is on right now. Like I'm saying, a lot of these I'm at, I'm at they're going to win five or six games. Like I would literally be shocked if it was any more than six games. So, yeah, but I'll go with five and seven. I'll say under. Is Drink Drinkwitz is still their guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, yikes! Alaya, Alaya. His name's not even real. <laughs> yeah, he's got a fake name. Get a J, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, such a man. weird name. I've never really thought about that. He is. He is kind of a dork. Not yeah. to like hate on him or nothing like that. Dude, I, I did. Mean, he's like grown on me a little bit. Though. Yeah, he's grown on me a little bit. With uh, he's kind of funny. No, he is kind of funny. He's like a the... funny nerd, kind of. Yeah, and he's just like not quite good enough to like for it to be really endearing. You know what I mean? Like he's not quite an elite. If he was an elite coach doing all that, it'd probably be like pretty funny. Like everyone would, but he's like very mediocre. Yes, agreed. Um, but I'm still going over. I'm saying they go six and six. That's the plus money there. So. You could uh, get some more value. Um, moving on, I love seeing Ole Miss at seven and a half. Um, and worse Why odds. Going under. 
in Tennessee. You, so you think Kiffin, uh, th- they're just crumbling yes, this dude. year? I think they're going to have a well, like, way let down year. How good is this Jackson Dart kid? Like, I have no Not clue. Not that good, yeah. dude. That's what he's, I'm thinking. His name's Jackson Dart. Like, no Isn't way. Isn't it spelled no with an X, too? Good. Or something yeah. like that? Yeah. No. Uh, Jackson with an X. Uh, Pater, not trouble. a fan. I – they'll be Ole Miss. Like, I don't uh, – it'll be exciting at times, but I don't think – But, see, historically, being Ole Miss means you go, like, four and eight. Yeah. Or, like, five. Well, like, in the yeah, last – in recent history, yeah, they've been – definitely improved but like truly saying they're they are old miss is like yeah they're not very good well that's what i'm thinking like it'll be that f- i mean they'll be they'll go to a bowl game but what, what was it said at trucial seven and a half minus 130 for the over Undie. i'm going under get more plus seven money and a half yeah that's right i'm going anti the the establishment there uh I don't know. Do you have the crossover games up by chance? Uh, I don't, but I can pull up Ole Miss's schedule real quick. I like quick. that. You can, let me have a little more detailed decision. Yeah, here. I got to look at this. I got to at least see who they're So, playing. they're starting off the year with Troy, okay. Central Arkansas, then have to go tough. down to Georgia Tech, uh, Tulsa, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Auburn, um, LSU, A&M, Okay, so this is okay. So I've gotten it wrong twice. It was Ole Miss's schedule that I was looking at. That I could see them <laughs> see them going eight and zero oh, because that's eight certainly plausible wins there: Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Auburn, LSU. I could see them winning all those games eight and zero oh, going into A and M. Then they have the gauntlet of A and M, Alabama, Arkansas, and Mississippi State to finish. See, up that's the what like when those. They stack up too. Like, yeah. I, well, I saw I, that last year with Arkansas. Like, we stacked some of our hardest games, like back to back to back. And it was like, man, if we'd had that opponent at full strength, it might have been different. But man, we just played Texas AM, Georgia, both on the road. Yeah. And now I got to play like and... my third week in a row of going on the road to play like a, you know, great team is like, yeah, I'm not going to play uh, kind of the best game. See, well, and I'm looking at it and I say, I'm thinking, you know, it could be wrong, but. I say at worst they start <coughs> six and two, like they're gonna win those non-conference games. Yeah, and then they're gonna beat Vandy and Auburn, in my opinion, and then maybe lose to Kentucky and LSU. Maybe. That would be yeah, they are gonna two. start pretty. I mean, I could yeah, see them that, that like too. The, their team last year would have started good, but like this team, I'm saying, I think this team is gonna take a legitimate big step yeah. back. Yeah, no, I know. I sure. think they are going to get worse. Ah, oh, more runs for the Rebels. Dude, this you know what? Fest today. See, I'm going to say. I heard say... you talking uh, crap about him. Yeah, that's true. I was quite literally just ripping on all <laughs> They just scored two more. Man, They're, they've scored two every inning. Yikes. Gosh, um, tough. See, I say, yeah, that's why I'm looking at the schedule, and it's like, for me, worst case for them is six and six. Best case is eight and four. So, man, they're on it, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you say seven and a half? Yeah, seven and a half. And you no, know, uh, man, I'll go under. I don't know this. I don't know this Jackson Dart kid. I'm gonna say they go seven and five, most likely. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, up next, we have South Carolina. The question mark with Spencer Rattler at QB. What's gonna happen down there? Uh, over under set at six, with the over being plus one fifteen. 
So uh, not too many people are thinking uh, Rattler's going to make the difference. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, the he's got, it doesn't seem to have much of a work ethic. Doesn't seem to vibe with his teammates at all. I mean, we've all seen those highlights of when he was in high school in those um, camps and stuff, talking crap to literally every single one of his teammates, calling out his receivers, blaming everybody else for everything. Uh, no accountability on his end. So Rattler, nah, I'm not in on him. But I could see. I don't know. I kind of like Beamer Ball a little bit. Uh, playing some Beamer Ball, Shane Beamer. I'm taking uh, the over on them. I could see them getting seven wins. I could, I could see them. That's kind of where I see them landing. Seven and five, you know, you think you're having success with a coach. You kind of get lured into, like, making progress. But, you know, you're still seven and five. It's not, like, that exciting. But good season nonetheless. Go to a bowl game. Get it right. Yeah. yeah. Um, up next, we have the great Tennessee Volunteers coming in at seven Over. and a half. Seven and a half minus 160. So the the public is heavy on that over. A lot of people are on the Vols here getting eight wins at least. And that's what I'll say. They go eight and four. I don't think they're going to like – I think there's going to be a lot of Vol fans expecting them to make a huge jump. Um, I think they'll go eight and four. Eight and four with a bowl win. Hopefully. Eight and four with a good bowl win is nice. I mean, yeah, that's pretty fun season to be quite honest. Certainly. And that's going in the right direction. What uh, uh, what uh, what's the schedule there? I know they got Pitt in the. Uh, yeah, we got to go at Pitt. Um, so that's going to be. Yeah, but they should. They should. Yeah, beat Pitt. we should. Yeah. We should. So we still we kick I off the year with Ball State in Knoxville. Then we got to go travel up to Pitt. Uh, we have Akron in Knoxville, Florida in Knoxville. Got to travel travel down to Baton Rouge. Play, That'll be uh, fun. The Tigers. Could, could yeah, I think I'm going to that game. Hopefully. Um, then we have Alabama after that road trip, uh, in Knoxville, UT Martin coming up to Knoxville, Kentucky coming up to Knoxville. Uh, then we got to go back down to Georgia and then we finish out the East with, uh, Mizzou at home, then have to go travel to South Carolina and go to Nashville to play the Commodores to, to finish off the season. Let's see, like, what's the real, I mean, okay. Even if you do write up Georgia as a loss. Georgia and Bama, if you write off those all two. Right. Yeah, but write those two off. All right. Then what What are your next, like, four hardest games? Florida, LSU. Florida, LSU. You're going to – South I'd, Carolina? I'd, I'd really have to say you're – like, South Carolina, Kentucky, probably. Seriously. Yeah. So, I'm going to have to think you're going to have a really good shot to win two out of those four for sure. Mm-hmm. If not three out of – I would say you win three – expect to win three out of those four. I think they'll lose two games they're not supposed to. So you think uh, they screw up maybe that South Carolina game where they got to go travel? That or Kentucky. Like, yeah. we always beat Kentucky, but, I like, that's what happens. Like, But you, then also, of- JG throwing those back-to-back pick sixes a couple of years ago. Well, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but you know, normally you uh, normally even like – I'm just saying now years. that they've got enough hype. Like, they could seriously start off 5-0, and like very good chance, and then Bama brings them back down to earth. And then you just kind of like skid your way to the finish line a little bit. Yeah. Just winning kind of 50% of the rest of those games. I can see that happening, but I think over seven and a half, I, I'm taking the, the over on that. I don't know if we throw it in the parlay because minus 160. Eh, well, not confident, we're not confident to put it in the parlay. <laughs> they're they're going to score against everyone. It's just, I mean, How is the gave defense going to play out? Yeah. He gave up, what, 600 yards to Purdue in that bowl game without their best mm-hmm. receiver. 
It like, was bad. The defense is not going to be good. I mean, they'll. I shouldn't say that, but they're not going to be great for sure. Like they might improve a little, but you're going to have problems with some of these teams for sure. Yeah, agreed. But it'll so, be it'll be a better season. I do think. I think, I mean, so. I think eight and four is a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah, get another regular season win, and then if we get a, a good bowl win, nine wins. How many years has it been since Tennessee has won nine games? Good while. Uh, not that long. Pruitt won nine when they beat he Indiana won- in the bowl. That was only eight, wasn't it? I feel like we were eight, eight and five. That was 2019 or 2018? I think it was 2019. Yeah, I want to say 2019. Yeah, I don't know. Indiana was pretty good that year, though. Yeah, that was the one year. That was a crazy where- bowl game. That was a crazy Yeah, where bowl we game. had to get Indiana an onside. For sure. Yeah. So the last time, um, yeah, it was with Butch. 2016 and 2015, back-to-back nine-win seasons, nine and four. Um, so, mm, yeah, Pruitt went eight and five with a game yeah, win. Eight. Yeah, because he lost. That was when they lost to Georgia State and BYU to kick it off. Man, that what a crazy! A, that was a crazy season. That what was would have happened if Pruitt would have won ten games. Like, does he get a does he stick around a little longer just because of the ten win season? Like, instead of that, instead of winning eight or in a different season. No, like that season, if he has 10 wins. Well, the next like, season, he went three and seven, and then we had all the stuff come out about cheating and all of that. Which well, but it came may, out because people were, were – Yeah, wanted, were, wanted to get – yeah, agreed. Like, are there enough people that are like, whoa, this was – maybe this was just weird. Like, he got 10 wins last year. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It could have played out differently. It certainly could have. Especially because it was – did he get fired right after the COVID year? That's the other thing. You could have had that argument. Yeah. But uh, he and, already had the Georgia State loss on his resume. That rubbed people the wrong way forever, even after the eight yeah. season. People couldn't get over that. And so the last time Tennessee has won 10 games was in 2007 with Fulmer. Eric Ainge. Yeah. Wow. Outback Bowl, baby. Yep. Outback 2007 Bowl is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Huskers have a 10-1 season since then. Yeah, 15 years. <laughs> 15 years since double-digit wins. Uh, Dang, dude. For a that's team crazy. that is in still in the top 10 in all-time college football wins, right? Yeah, but still, that's crazy, though. 10 wins. Yep. Can't get to it. We're, we're good... on the verge. Yeah, Hypel's the guy. It is tough. We're I mean, two, only two losses are – I yeah. mean, even if you went 9-3 and three with a bowl win to 10, that's so impressive. Like, Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> you play in the SEC – when Bama is your crossover too, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we play Bam every year to um, just being in our division. But man, like when you, yeah, you got to play Bama and Georgia every year for the last ten years. It's been like a beatdown. Like it's just yeah. Hard. Plus, just throw it in almost, Florida in well, there. Florida was yeah. good for a long time too. Yeah, yeah. so Obviously. it just makes it tough. But that is why you know we got to enjoy them when they come. So hopefully they come soon. What if? What if all three? If like you got the hogs, huskers, and balls all with a 10 win season. Like right incredible. this next year, like break the like break it right now. It happens this just, year. It yeah. could wait in Arkansas, Tennessee, SEC championship. That would be oh my god, that would be electric. I'd be yeah, headed down Atlanta, to Atlanta. Atlanta. I'd be Atlanta, headed Atlanta, down to Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, I would be I would be so far deep inside of Atlanta, it would be amazing. <laughs> Atlanta's and I would have I would have a hog I would have a hog army and uh, army down there to beat the God, ball, that, Arkansas Arkansas people do uh we 
have a pretty bitter like rivalry in our heads with Tennessee. Like we do not like Tennessee, uh, like the hog fans. Yeah. Um, it's like Tennessee is not somewhere. too many other teams like Tennessee really, or their no, fans. Not really. <laughs> Arkansas, Tennessee is a border little rivalry, but, uh, to them just not being in the same East or, or like same division. So I don't play all the, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, when our Arkansas originally came to the conference, uh, Tennessee was the permanent cross division. So oh, uh, I wish they would have like kept ten, that. I know that would have been awesome. Hogs and Vols is a good rivalry in Atlanta would be crazy. That would be nuts. And that would, that's like the perfect kind of in between Tennessee and Arkansas. I mean, Tennessee's a little bit closer. Not at but all. Not at yeah, all. No, it's not. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that would be Arkansas would want to go down. Nah, we should play Atlanta. in Memphis. Should play yeah, in the Liberty actually, Bowl. Actually, yeah, that's, that's 100% correct. Uh, On uh, the river or like, or New Orleans. Like going to, uh, I always thought like playing in New Orleans would be sick. That would be pretty fun. It'd be a, a very fun time. For sure. Um, we've got it's two teams left. Yeah. Eight and a half, Texas AM. Uh, over is minus 150. Bro, you're going to have a lot of like eight and four teams in the SEC this year. Yeah. I think Bama and Georgia still went like even Georgia, I would say at minimum nine wins. And then Bama, I think, will still be Bama. Uh, but you're going to have a lot of eight and four, seven and five teams. I'm going to go under on AM. You can see them going eight and four. You get I wonder if that's all possible, though. It has. Yeah, because right. we've we've named a lot of teams going eight and four to seven and five. So I don't yeah. know if uh, if all of these would be possible if we put it in a parlay. I think it would. I mean, you beat that. each other up. So yeah, but it just depends on if. Well, you have to have a few teams that do really well, mm-hmm. like that. Pretty much hand out L's to everybody. Yeah, Bama and Georgia and, and Arkansas. Then, but we and we have Georgia and Arkansas. Under, yeah. So. I think Bama – I would be pretty confident saying Bama, Georgia, Arkansas, double-digit wins. <laughs> All right. I'm here for it. Me too. Like, give me – give me Seth, I mean, what's I'm, Arkansas' I'm not... schedule looking like? Like, what – give me – actually, don't even give me the schedule. Give me your toughest four games. Do you know off the top uh, of your well, head? Yeah, we will – our toughest games would be – So, Arkansas is going to play Cincinnati this year, which is We open with Cincy. They got awesome. that. Awesome. It's yeah, not the same at Cincinnati home, dude. Either. It's not the same since it's definitely not. They don't have Desmond Ritter or nothing. Now, still a great team. I mean, still a worthy yeah, opponent. Right. We do have to go to BYU as well. I still like, um, but you they know. also like they've lost a lot of talent. Yeah, they don't quite have the same uh, weapons that they had. That um, looks that looks I mean, good on paper though, too. Like we play Alabama at, at home, Ole Miss at home, LSU at home. A uh, and M is always tough in in Jerry's world. But I think we kind of got our swagger back against them. Like they had reeled off a few against us, but in the series, Arkansas is the a little ahead of A and M, like traditionally. So it's time for us to get right against them. I think we just have a better quarterback situation. Um, but I mean, that'll still be a tough game, kind of a toss up, one of the toss up games. Um, but like LSU at home should be like we should beat LSU in year one with the head coach. You know what I mean? Like that should be a win for us. Um, yeah, I agree. And uh, Missouri, you know, our cross opponents, Missouri, and then I believe um, I'm trying to think of who our other cross opponent is this year. I think it's South Carolina week two. So I really like us probably yes. in, in that game at home as well. Um, so I, I'd have to you win you, you win both your games in the East, and then I like us against Auburn, LSU, um, Ole Miss, 
And I mean, I like us against Mississippi State. That on the road could be a little tricky, but still. So that's, I mean, that's that's ten. That's your magic number, and then maybe beat. Why not be Bama at home? Like it is time. Like it is time. You almost did it. You almost yeah, did it last we year. almost did it last year. Put up we a, have a quite stronger the team. Like we will be. It is at home, and we'll have a better. Like it's a good lead up to it. Um, I think this is the year we take off Bama. So if you pick off Bama this year, then you're looking at shoot. You better have a dang good season because, yeah. like last year, A and M beats Bama and finishes like eight and four. That's like a waste of beating Bama. Like you're you just wasted Bama because you're not even contending for the SEC West. Well, like anyway, I think it's I, I like double digits secured. Ten and two would be awesome. Eleven and one would be amazing, and then twelve and zero would be just if Arkansas goes twelve and zero with this schedule and then wins the championship and the tournament, they're the greatest team of all time. And why not be the greatest team of all time? Why not? Why not us? Dang, yeah. that took a turn. <laughs> it just took off from me. That took a it took. I a do see. Uh, did you say you play South Carolina week two? Yes. Yeah. I think if you go to if you start off two and zero, like no slip ups, I feel really good about that. That is true. That is an important start because I mean, yeah, you come out those... flat to the year, and I mean, you could go zero and two off the bat, and then it's I mean, like, oh shoot, we're in well, <laughs> and yeah, they like Cincinnati doesn't have Desmond Ritter, but I still, I mean, Luke Fickle is still yeah, an they're, awesome. Yeah, they're talented. And it's game... the cast around them. I mean, they went to the college football playoff. Well, it's ga- a, and it's game one. Like anything can yeah. happen game one when it's two. Like Georgia State can beat teams. you at game one. Huh? Or, yeah. ga- uh, or game two, whatever it was. Early on in the season, you never know with those yeah. games. It's uh, a yeah. lot of stuff to tune up, and but the off season is long. The positive momentum has been turning pretty good. You can just tell how a program feels sometimes. It's like, you know, like people, the team's kind of bought in. You know, you see the progression over time, and um, and now it should be the – now this year should be the true realization of the Arkansas football program. Like, you have an experienced, talented, talented quarterback, and you also are in, like, year three with the same coordinators on both sides of the ball, um, and you have your returning offensive line. You know, yeah, you win those first two games, and it's a springboard into a really good season. Um, but, you know, if you slip up, then you got to go back.